There's too many homelosers, too many trimmers, but I like to watch them for Rotten Treasure. Hi, welcome to Rotten Treasure. We watched The World's End. I'm your host, Jim O'Donnell. With me, as always, is the other host, Kai Bobby. Hello, Jim. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm tired. I got my ass kicked today at work. Oh, good. I'm a little tired, too. Good. Let's just be sleepy. Yeah, hopefully our guest is also a little tired. Um, I didn't prepare anything to introduce this person, but they've been here. uh, This is their third time. It's Dan Higgins. I'm down for a nap. (laughs) Anytime anytime anyone wants to nap, I'm in game. I want to be very clear, anyone listening, Dan is currently curled up on a couch, just so comfortably right now. Um, it's beautiful. I'm so like glad. A kitten. Yeah. Uh, there's oh, a good really? chance that Dan might nap in the middle of the episode, and we welcome that. If you need to take a little snooze, you do that. <laughs> we respect that. But welcome back. Thank you for uh, coming and talking to us about, we're going to talk about Global Guts for the entire episode. Yeah, that's. I, I just watched four seasons of Nickelodeon sports shows instead of this movie, just to prepare for a conversation with y'all. You Thanks know, for having me back on. It's, it's always a pleasure. A, there was a second where I was like, did you now? And then I was like, oh, it's a joke. It's it's a it, w- it was a funny thing. <laughs> It, I love it. We're thinking about this because all this stuff is coming back and I'm like, oh, yeah, Omar Gooding. Like, <laughs> I was like, what a wonderful time. Uh, Wild and Crazy Kids was such a fun one. Oh, so dumb. So dumb. W- 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 Wild and Crazy Kids. Wow. <sighs> that was one. <laughs> so I'm a little too young for Wild and Crazy Kids. However, there was a channel that had all of Nickelodeon sports things. It was mm. channel 133 for me. I don't know what it was for everyone else. And they played Wild and Crazy Kids all the time. It was they played all the old uh, uh, game shows and sports things that they used to do. Do you remember so, like, the name of the network? Yeah. Uh, ooh, was it Nickelodeon? Oh, Nickelodeon Gas because it was a uh, gas. Oh, of games, games and sports. And sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that now. Huh. I remember they right, had so- um, Nick Arcade was on that network, and mm-hmm. I loved that show. I loved it. And I always yeah. felt, as a child, I was always like, how could they be screw this up so bad? Mm-hmm. It, just like, get the thing. And now as an adult, I'm like, that's real hard to be in front of a green screen. It's real do- yeah. difficult to do that. Left yeah, I is was... right. Right is left, up is down. <laughs> I remember yelling. Like, I understand how, like, my parents would yell at, like, uh, Wheel of Fortune and, like, Jeopardy. But, and, like, who wants to be a millionaire? But this is the show that I yelled at. I was like, idiot, no! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you forgot the rings! <laughs> I wouldn't do that during, I would, like, I'd be dying while they're, like, at the arcade machines. Like, during the green screen, I'm like, I just want to do that. I just want to yeah, try yeah. that. That looks amazing. I don't care how yeah. good I do. I just want to be in the room with the wizard. That looks fantastic. But, like, then they'd be on, like, the first level of Sonic the Hedgehog, and it'd be like, what are you actually doing? Uh, <laughs> oh, it was always fascinating watching the ones that I actually had, because they did play Sonic the Hedgehog a bunch. And I'd be like, that's, it's, guys, it's Green Hill. It's it's so easy. You go straight, and then um, <laughs> and then it stops you at one point. You jump over that bump, and then you keep going straight. Well, there's loops. Don't forget about the loop to loops. I mean, that's uh-huh. still straight. You still and go you straight. And you just hold. You hold right. <laughs> you yeah, press down. B b b b b b, and then you yeah, <laughs> zip all the way. Oh my god. Yeah. Super no. goals and ghosts. I would. Uh, I would pay good money. Uh, does can you go to like a Nickelodeon studio situation still and like do that kind of stuff? If, like, uh, do they have that kind of stuff available? 
I know there's like a um, there's like a hotel you can stay in that's Nickelodeon themed. I because I, I would watched, totally do. I watched a YouTube video about the like the history of that hotel recently. Oh, oh no. was that? I, um, I want to say it was on Defunct Land or, or one of their ask. subsidiaries. I think thoroughly enjoyed that. I'm a big fan of Defunct Land videos. I I didn't know until I was an adult that I'm fascinated by the history of certain uh aspects of theme parks yeah just like the logistics of it i find pretty fascinating yeah (laughs) how do you how do you arrange this many people into like you know basically funneling them into like what to do and like what to see how do you convince a bunch of enormous groups of people (laughs) you make rides and you're like hey yeah so you want to test it out you want to you guys you guys go on it let's see (laughs) you want to (laughs) be just go on that roller coaster what the fuck is a roller coaster yeah it's fine and even like when like decisions go bad and you and you just don't realize it because you're like, oh, I'm in a theme park. I'm just I'm just experiencing a theme park. Mm-hmm. Why would I ever think about this? And then you find out that actually uh, it was a huge disaster because they put like a bathroom next to a trash can in the wrong configuration. And then all of a sudden it gets really crowded in that one area. Mm. Yep. Jenny Nicholson has some really great videos about uh, 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 theme parks. Although hers are more like, uh, like the time one of the animatronics got stolen from Disney, and they still to this day don't know what happened to them. Well, that's mm. where Five Nights at Freddy's came from, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I like the idea that they're like they like out there. They got a job, right? Like that's that's how they're doing. They're fine. <laughs> like it Fuzzy's worked out. Got well a job. For, yeah, 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 it worked out well for them. Yeah. Y'all, y'all ever Fuzzy. play any? Uh, Y'all ever play any roller coaster tycoon? Oh, absolutely. Well, old, I was old just PC thinking, game. While we're talking about this, I'm like thinking back. I'm like, oh, is that why I failed? Like, I'm questioning every decision I ever made. And I'm like, you're right. That trash can was too close to that bathroom. <laughs> That's why I didn't beat that level. Yeah, no, I think we've even talked about it here before. I love that fucking game, but I'm pretty sure if Jim and I have talked about it, I would imagine it's. I think everyone that played that game is a, is a little bit of like a. You would make people uncomfortable if you told them everything you did in the game. <laughs> like build death coasters? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or like, oh, you know, I would just like lift the ground up super high, just place a couple people on there and leave them up there forever, you know? Well, the thing is, like, they they animated the sprites in your theme park to, like, dangle off the side for dear life. Like, <laughs> oh you're God. that's something the player is meant to experience. <laughs> yeah. Know. You know what? At the, at the same time, I played Grand Theft Auto, like, years later and was like, yeah. that's normal. So, like, who cares? Like... <laughs> Although, you know what I did more than anything in uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon? I would make a roller coaster that could go as fast as possible. And I'd move, I'd put it, I'd make it go all the way up. And I'd put the land up as much as I possibly could and put it all the way up there. And then I'd make it go all the way down through the ground and make it go as fast as possible. And I could do that for hours on end. It was the same roller coaster every single time. (laughs) Did you get the joy of actually being on the coaster? Did you feel it? Yes. yeah. yeah, I played Roller Coaster Tycoon three the most. Which you I feel like that. if you could say Roller Coaster Tycoon three times fast, for me real quick. Wait, am I saying three Roller Coaster? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see where you're going with this. <laughs> you're not gonna take the Col- challenge. Color Color Roaster Tycoon. Color Color Roller Tyson. I can't even. Welcome to the stage, Kohler Roller Tyson. Rolodex, my cartoons. (laughs) (laughs) Roller, 
Oh my god. <laughs> Got it. Roller coaster tycoon. <laughs> Yay! Yay! You know what? what? I don't don't even try the other times. You're good. So. <laughs> I tried it again and I, and I almost fucked up. I one of my there's a thing I do with my little sister where it's uh you know the uh the tongue twister uh one smart fella he felt smart. One smart fella he felt smart. Yeah, it's, it. it's is that the whole thing. Yeah, you just say that over and over until eventually you just say one smart one one fart smelly he felt he smelt farts. <laughs> That's the end yeah. goal. That's is great. One one smart fella, he felt smart. One smart fella, he felt smart. One fart smell it. Yep. There it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tested my, theory. My sister and I would do That's it to science. each other. <laughs> my sister and I eventually got really good at saying it to each other. So we would do it like every other word. So I'd go one, she'd go smart, and then I'd Ooh. say feller. And we do that back and forth. And then eventually what would happen with that is one of us would inevitably start it with uh, just going, uh, fart. And, <laughs> and we'd laugh and laugh. This is your younger sister? Yeah, I had to be like 24 when I was doing this. You you have. I recently uh, was editing an episode where you did clearly state that she is the funniest person in your family. So mm-hmm. this, this oh. sounds more like we got more evidence. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I didn't start that. She came into, uh, I was watching TV one day, and she came in and was like, hey, one fart smeller, he felt smart. One smart fella, he felt smart. One smart fella, he felt smart. And I was like, why are you doing this to me? And then we and then we just continued to do it. Oh, I love family bits. Honestly, I am appreciative of it because I think the bits that I did with my family to this day make me a better, like, both improviser and a better friend. I'll stand behind both of those statements. Um, because I, I've described this with you, Jim. It's like the ability to, like, uh to know if someone wants to like throw it back like it's kind of like when you're just kind of playing with someone and you're like all right cool i threw a little like tiny little thing you know like a little ping pong you know see if they want to you know you want to play um and like it was really good because uh me and my parents had a pretty good sensitivity like is it bit time all right (laughs) pull it out what sorry (laughs) no we don't we (laughs) don't pull out the bits um no we uh we had this dumb one about purple. It's important to know when it's proper to pull out the bits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's important. Thank you. Just the bits, please. Um, I had to get a Steven Universe in there. Thank uh, you. No, I, uh, we had this dumb one, purple, which was just when we went fishing, uh, or not fishing, we went scuba, uh, scuba diving, snorkeling? Which one's the one where it's not with oxygen? Snorkeling? Yep, Storm. that's what it is. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I just couldn't remember which one I did. Um, but yeah, when we we were trying to say like we saw like some purple coral or whatever, but all you could hear was <laughs> and that to this day is one of the stupidest things in my family that we'll do when we're just out in public is just go <laughs> and I think we're crazy. I think we might be <laughs> crazy people. <laughs> um, because that's not a normal thing to do like when you're at like a rest stop or, you know, just publicly out in like a restaurant that's confusing to people. It's it's private language. It's rude. It's exclusive. Who do we think we are? with our <laughs> Inside jokes are gatekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we should all explain them as we clearly just tested out. It's great <laughs> when you include everyone in your inside jokes, because then they they can enjoy them just as much as you do. I. I hate to bring it to the movie, but uh... <laughs> wait, a movie? Oh yeah, we did watch a movie. It's been eleven minutes. Wait, we don't, we don't, we don't need to talk about the movie. But they did that in the movie because they said because they would go, "Let's boo boo," and that meant "Let's uh, go." Yeah. yeah. 
and, because of uh, Shakespeare. And, uh, like, that's what I think of when I think of bits with, like, people is mm. the complete bastardization of just phrases like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the, the bee's knees. The be all end all. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to think of some for myself that I've done. Mm-hmm. Where it's just we've said things over and over until there's a great TikTok of this brother and sister standing at each other and they just make random sounds and uh, uh, words at each other. And at the bottom of the screen, it like captions what they meant to say. And <laughs> but it's like actual footage of that, like someone like one of them was like secretly filming and then someone just comes down and it's just like, hey, bung, shoop. And then at the bottom it says, "Do you want anything from Wawa?" <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Bang shoop. <laughs> I don't know if this. Okay, well, this is just dumb. But at a when I had a Domino's job, me and my coworker AJ, we were told we were talking too much, so we came up with like stupid little hand signals in order to like tell each other what orders were. We were like, "Fine, you want us to talk? We'll, we'll just fucking come up with little like ear like signals for pepperoni and like olives." <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, really you came dumb. up with sign language. Yeah, for for uh, Domino's products, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which no one asked for in this universe. We never needed that. <laughs> PSL. Pizza sign language. <laughs> <laughs> Is that available in schools these days? Can you <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> That's just for us. <laughs> <laughs> no one will know the hand signal for pizza. Only us. <laughs> I like that. That's gotta be a universal thing. Without language, just go anywhere in the world and you need pizza. Just do this. Which, <laughs> no one I'm, which I'm almost certain is already a thing. Oh. I've gone to Rapture sure where they've done that. I'm sure it is. I mean, I bet in Italy they're just like, yeah, we know what you want. We know why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Did well, you ever I... do anything? Did you have any did you ever have anything with anyone like that? I'm sure. Oh yeah, there's like I can I can like communicate with certain people just with like inflection but no words. Okay. Like <laughs> kind of like bung swoop. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. But um like <laughs> and that tracks. Did you actually say something that like if you like if the person who is li- the person that you would do that to is listening that you actually said something to them? Uh, context is important. Mm. Okay. So it has to be like in a certain place at a certain time when mm-hmm. something like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I'm speak following. No. Too. No, I get you. <laughs> I had the the word uu guguman was between me and my college roommate, like which is ridiculous. I love the word uu guguman. <laughs> um, Pokemon, isn't it? It's it is now. Uh, it sounds. <laughs> It's like one. Uh, ooh, oh, classic. Ooh, ooh, everyone knows ooh, ooh, Google Man. Uh, and like when you say ooh, ooh, you think of like a monkey, in my opinion. So it would be like ooh, ooh, Google Man. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Like that's the way I hear it. I don't know. But ooh, Google Man was one of those things where if you just point or if it's the right moment, um, you're right. Well, you can get a lot with like body language out of what someone's asking you to do or needs from you, which is really dumb. Or even I think I've said it. Uh, this is ridiculous, but I've said it when, like, when he's been, like, really sad. It's kind of like a I love you, you know, like, at this Ooh, point Google as well. Man. Yeah, Googleman. You know? Just gotta let I, people know. I just remembered one that's not mine. It's Kevin Smith. Okay. Uh, and it was someone asked what the 
what the origin of Snoochie Boochies was. Mm. And he was like, oh, well, <clears throat> Jason Mewes was a little shit when he was like 17. So he would say things and then people would want to beat him up all the time. So he, eventually he uh, he's, he developed a language to people where it's like he would say something and then at the end he'd be like, Snoo! and that was his like way of saying like, don't hit me, kind of. Mm. And then over time that snoo became snooch and then that became snoogans and then that became snooch to the nooch and then that became snoochie boochies and then kevin smith that uh kevin smith put that in movies because he thought it was funny wild it sounds like uh the evolution of a of a tick almost yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's really interesting I, that it I could have, like have that have that much resonance. Yeah, that it, it, it's always interesting to me that like sometimes things can. It's uh, a lot of nicknames happen like that too for people, mm-hmm. especially like with dogs, where you're just like, oh, this is my dog Ralph, but I call him Princess Peepee Pants. Yeah, casually, the next logical progression of of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah every, every dog has two dozen names. Yeah, hundred oh. percent. There's there's like a few a few a few before you get to know them. Uh, and even before you, you probably got to know the dog, that dog already had half a dozen names. Yeah. And then there's like a name on a paperwork and then there's oh, a yeah. name on an adoption sheet and mm-hmm. then there's uh-huh. a name. And then there's like my, my one dog is, uh, Lily. Uh, but then that became Lily Lou, mm-hmm. uh, Lulu, Lily Lou Rexington. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. she's, she's also, uh, bear or the bear or bear Jones. Mm-hmm. Because these Clearly. just make sense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> it's just over time you say the one name enough, and then it be, and then that morphs into its own thing, and it like piggybacks repeatedly. Yeah, we had my parents had one that was very sudden because it was uh, they have a dog named Max, uh, and out of nowhere they started calling him Maximum J Love Telemundo the uh, Third. <laughs> no, there was no like in between. There was no like, oh well, then they called him Maximum J, and then they called him Maximum J Love. Like, no, they just were like, his full name is Maximum J Love. Tell him under the third. Uh, my friend David had a dog that actually lost its nicknames and its even name, and it went back just down to Beagle. Like they were just like, <laughs> you've been so bad, we're just gonna call you Beagle now. You are Beagle. <laughs> this is my dog, dog. <laughs> yeah, it got to that point. Um, yeah. Sometimes you lose your nickname. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I think I have chicken nugget chunks in my house. We call them that because he was obsessed with the box that said that on it, uh, which is weird name for a cat. But uh, as discussed with my coworkers today, chunks, I think it's a good name for a cat. Um, so I should, probably should have just gone with that. But yeah, you're right. Long boy, meatball boy, Ollie beans. You just start <laughs> fucking saying. Uh, I've been calling uh, Harrison as a bit uh, Jim. Uh, for no, it's, it's not after you. It's, like me? Yeah, yeah. Well, they. My partner was talking about a cat named Grandpa, and I was like, Oh yeah, I got it. I like my Grandpa Jim. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna call Harrison Jim. And then I was like, Oh yeah, like my co-host, uh, dear friend Jim. Like the. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I for, like I forgot your name was Jim when I named him Jim. I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah I do you know other Jims. Yeah, <laughs> I do know someone with that name because it was so silly. Uh, that and the dumbest one of all, Barrison. Barrison is Harrison's evil twin, and we never see them at the same time and it's a running bit in my household that's how much i love my partner work dorks it's so dumb um, is, that a, is that a portmanteau of bad and harrison well he's yeah whoa 
No, wait. Bad, is it I just guess. Bad? Is it just you just put the word bear in front of Harrison? I think it was just Harrison. It just picked, yeah, picked a letter that would work with uh, the rhyming with Harrison. And I started at the beginning, and Harrison didn't sound good. So Got Harrison, it. logically, the next way to go. It's very, oh, very Mario Wario energy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, and Barrison, honestly, it's more of just when Harrison is being such a dick that we're like, there's no way our sweet cat would do this. This is undoubtedly Barrison. I realize now my dad treats everyone he's ever known uh, much like most people treat pets because everyone he's ever known has a nickname. And mine was, uh, yep, mine was Bone, which was started, <laughs> oh, it doesn't, doesn't start much better. That came from Hambone, so I got called Hambone for many years, and that comes from Hambo McGlone, uh, <laughs> which is just the name my dad started calling me. That sounds very endearing. Yeah. So I've there's his his friends still to this day call me Hambone. Hmm. Oh my god. Uh, we've talked about this movie before on the podcast, but I'll say it again. Uh, Multiplicity. Uh, have you seen it, Dan? <laughs> Uh, who who was the who was in that? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Keaton. Himself. And there's, like a, there's a bunch of it's like Michael Keaton and Michael Keaton and Michael Keaton and Michael Keaton and yes. Michael. Well, Keaton. Yes. Well, no, the fifth, the fifth Michael Keaton and the sixth Michael Keaton couldn't do that, so they had to do just Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, and Michael Keaton. Got it. Oh, how great would it have been if like the fifth Michael Keaton was uh, Jerry Clooney? <laughs> it's just like that episode <laughs> of the Steven Universe. Well, no, it's like the well they already made a copy of a copy, which made the fourth one. So if they made a copy of the copy of the, <laughs> and then it's just like, why is it George Clooney? We're like, mm. <laughs> Christian Bale, Robert Pattinson. It's just all Batman's. <laughs> Perfect. Have y'all seen Twins? Wait, is it called Twins? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm Danny DeVito. You're making me think of this when I recently <laughs> used a GIF of it. Like I, <laughs> I'm upset that Twins has come up in my life more than once within the last few days. Was was <laughs> what it if, a scene when they drive the car and it goes on the two wheels? No. Okay. <laughs> what if they remade uh, Multiplicity, but with Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito, and Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would hit as hard now that he's no longer uh, an Adonis, uh, but I think we we could still do I'd it. I still want it. I still want it. <sighs> what if they had? No, a, I don't. Uh, I don't want a remake of Multiplicity. What am I no, talking about? I want a remake of Twins, <laughs> though, where it's where they're at, and the, like where they're at now, and they find they have it. It's actually triplets, and they find another person that's not. It's it's Michael. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> There's only one person who could play the role. It's Michael Keaton. <laughs> But then they find out that they're uh, that they're sex tuplets, and they find three more Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? They're like, eh, you know, <laughs> didn't you see my movie? <laughs> that was. <laughs> I didn't. Are yeah. You, do you? Are you? Are you? Are you up to date with the TCU, the Twins uh, Cinematic Universe? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the post-credit scene when <laughs> Danny DeVito? <laughs> Had a, another arm. <laughs> Came out of a portal through his chest. <laughs> I like the idea of us starting that rumor that Danny DeVito does have another arm. Let's get that going. <laughs> <laughs> like, always has. They have always had to, like, remove it <laughs> from every movie. It's really frustrating. I was just about to say, what's that TV show where they got a portal stuck on their leg and then they, uh, but, and then someone else had a portal on their leg and then they it's had Rick to deal with that? It was a Rick and Morty. 
It was. Yep. I mm. felt bad about myself. I thought it. I thought for a second I was referencing something obscure. Nah, it's Rick and Morty. No, but you know what? It did do something that you like, kind of, which is when, uh, like, it, it was a weird scene where like they went into itself, right, in order to mm-hmm. kill him. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. they kind of like cat dogging situation where a cat dog like came out of its self. I don't. I don't think I realized this until you just said this just now, but. Yeah, I guess I am into things going into other things. I'm glad, you, okay, find that, don't, I'm glad you found that out. <laughs> don't, okay, let's not dwell on that. <laughs> no, I mean, like, when you were a kid, you did the, like, the square, like, circle, like, triangle, like, hole, you put the shapes in the hole, and you were like, I'm in. This is it. Mm-hmm. This is for the rest of my life. Jim, yeah. do, you have an, do you have an Ouroboros <laughs> tattoo? <laughs> do I? <laughs> I mean, that's a sign of something. Oh, my God. Wait a second. <laughs> James, did you just find out you've been mementoed? <laughs> it might appear more like a brand. <laughs> so uh, what is that uh, you're referencing? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Some sort of demon or something. <laughs> the Ouroboros is the, the snake that eats itself. Oh, oh, I am oh, a okay. I am a snakehead eating the head on the opposite side. Yeah, I throw my. <laughs> we we they might be giants in here. <laughs> oh, always. I am a I'm a. I fan. haven't thought about that song in a very long time. Uh oh, I made a booklet uh in college to, uh off of that song. Um, Fantastic. It was fun because I mean playing with uh literally playing with manonyms. I and obviously I mean in an abstract way, which was really fun using all the lyrics uh or playing with you know, just palindromes in general, uh, visually is just really fun, you know? Yeah. Cause not only, you know, they, the way they look backwards is very interesting. Um, especially cause some aren't symmetrical. Um, some letters, it's wild. It was a fun little experiment. You'd be a big fan of, I know you're, you like, I don't know if you still do, but you like Dimitri Martin, right? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed his comedy. It's been a long time. I will give him a uh, big ups on the, uh, the toast story. If you've, Know what I'm talking about, folks? Look it up. Or if not, I think it's one of one of his most recent specials. He ends it with a toast story. I believe he has the world record for the longest palindrome because he had a wow. comedy special about it that he released only in the UK, but it was on it was on YouTube for a hot second when I watched it like ten years he, ago. He made up a the longest palindrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at the time it could still be it, but at the time it was uh, the longest palindrome. Yeah, and he had a the world record for it. How do you do that? You make up a word. No, it was a po- it was a poem. Oh, he, he wrote like gotcha. a five hundred word poem that was a, pa- a palindrome. I had a book when I was a kid. Uh, and the title of the book was uh, "Go Hang a Salami." I am a lasagna hog, <laughs> uh-huh, which uh-huh, is uh-huh. a palindrome. Uh, it is a palindrome, and each pa- each page of the book it was like a really really long book, like more uh, much much wider than it was tall. And you would open each page, and it would be like the the open face book would be like two and a half feet long. And like, it was just the sentence like strung out. And then like, you could like flip it. Once you turn to the next page, it was like in reverse. The illustration from the one page was in reverse on the next page, but it was the same sentence, Mm -hmm. but you could read it backwards or forwards. It was very cool. So cool. I would have, I would have stared at that for hours as a child. (laughs) I did. I like, it's I tricky. think that's something that's missing from my adult life is when I was a child, I could just stare at a picture for an hour and that's just all I would do mm-hmm. and like just find everything that I found interesting in it. 
Yeah, this is the last time. Like when I was a child, I would look at the back of a cereal box and be like, "This is entertainment." Now, no, put the cereal in the bowl. I got shit to do. Like I'm not. I lost my enjoyment of just sitting still with an image. What what is I'm gonna waze. There's the end. I can see it. <laughs> I don't need. I don't need to draw my finger through the. There's the end. It's there. I'll it's just done. go around. <laughs> Dan, all of those are gone. Now it's just go to this website and get a prize. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, the cereal from Aldi has a maze on the back, and I'll go get it. <laughs> Good job, Aldi. Keeping it going. <laughs> there was, a, for many years, there was a Magic Eye on the back of the Golden Grahams box, and it yes. always frustrated me because I didn't know how to use Magic Eye until I was like 18, 19, 20, something like that. I, like in big air quotes, like know how to see Magic Eye, but I can never like something happens with my f- field of vision and I see that something shifts and I see like a depth of field that exists inside and like that there is an image there, mm. but I can never like define the edges enough to like define it as something oh. any, more, any more than just like a vague shape. Like, You're if it's just, so if, close. That means. Yeah. That's yeah. Weird. You're very, very close. It's one of those things where you kind of have to just like keep like your focus on exactly where you're at and then just move whatever you have like back and forth until eventually it does it. It's very difficult to do because your, your, your brain, your eyes want to focus on what you're looking at, but yeah. you have to like lock in. I have practiced those more time. Like there has been more time of my spent, like more time of my life spent practicing magic. eye than I am comfortable with. And I'm pretty like determined to say that like that's the extent of what my <laughs> physiology can recognize those images as. It's bizarre. It's it's super like it's like a light switch where just one mm-hmm. day it'll happen and then it'll, and then it'll, you'll all of a sudden you'll know how to do it forever. Wait a minute. Uh, uh, was the dress blue and black or white and gold? Oh, uh, for me it was uh, for me it was white and gold. For me, it was whatever it actually was, uh, which I think was black and blue. I always saw it white and gold for some reason. The the one that they, because they like, <laughs> the woman uh, like bought the dress and like brought it on TV shows. It was like, clearly you can see it as black and blue, but it was just the picture that made it look white and gold. Oh, okay. Well, just the picture. Yeah. But- and I can only see it as black and blue. I cannot physically see it as white I, and gold. That, that image, now? I can flip. I can see really? I can see what I want to see with that image. It's very strange. Oh, did you ever see the one that's the it's like a ballerina dancer and it's spinning? And if you you can make it uh it, it can either spin clockwise or counterclockwise, depending oh, on how you look at it. I'm not familiar. I don't think I'm familiar with that one, but it sounds cool. Oh yeah. It's another one that like when you're watching it, you can with your mind make it flip. Like Fun. you can make it, it like as it's circling, it can go, and then all of a sudden it's going uh, counterclockwise. Wow, this is blowing my fucking mind. Are you, you looking at? Are you looking at the dress? I'm looking at the dress. I don't know. I I I, I mean, I'm looking. I'm trying to. Oh, I like this. There's one where someone decided to make a designer dress where half of it is. Oh, you can. I don't know if you're able to see it, but they split it in half where it is black and blue actually, and then the other one's white and gold. Someone's like, I could profit off this. I'm making a dress that actually is half and half, fifty fifty. I would buy that dress. That's pretty cool. I kind of want it. That's See, a yeah. That's an interesting like dress to have. Like just just a dress. dress, and then also it's a, a a reference to a thing we all experienced. Yeah, that's I think it'd be fun if if I were to design that dress. I would make a gradient from Ooh. gold to white, 
black to blue so that it like married in the middle. Which I was going to say, do you want to go horizontal, vertical? What are we doing? Which way? Or like <laughs> from like a diagonal kind uh, of gradient? Each, each stripe would be a gradient. Oh, okay. Wow. That's wild. That's going to blow my, that's going to blow mine, Stan. Are you going to put money into this? Should we? Yes. All right. We have to tell you when this episode's <laughs> going to end. So you have time to get a website and like get this going. <laughs> I would design go the actual the description. Dress. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. What's that? Put a GoFundMe in the in the the episode description. What's we're gonna put to fund the dress? Oh yeah. No, I'll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Uh, well, I currently have a GoFundMe as an advertisement. Thank you to our uh, our dear friend Crimson, uh, our Captain's Log, uh, 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 Patreon supporter. Um, it's for my cat Ollie, but I'll also. Like while I'm doing it, I'll like squeeze it in the middle of it, <laughs> and also while you're at it, <laughs> get another GoFundMe here for you, and then we'll go back to commercial. Or, or back Everyone to has limitless money, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pour it on. Pour it on. Yeah. Hey, were you about to put your wallet back in your pocket after donating for me? Well, <laughs> pull it back out. <laughs> Wait a second. We we have a dress that that seems like a cool idea. <laughs> uh, I honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I think Sick Cat is probably gonna be <laughs> dress. I don't know. Which one wins? Um, it depends on because like sick cats happen all the time. Mm, but right. a cr- but yeah, a gradient dress. <laughs> but a gradient dress special. happens. <laughs> Wait, did we commit? Did we commit to tape the thing I said about pets earlier, or is that? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've said yes. <laughs> we've said worst thing about house pets on this podcast that we've had to edit. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, get, get ready for this transition. Speaking of pets, uh, Dan, you uh, accidentally got me hooked on uh, Animorphs. No way. Yeah, because you, you made awesome. a status like a year ago that was like, oh, I want to make a podcast. It's all the Animorphs books. And I had been thinking about that for like five or six years. And then yeah. because you put that, I was like, Let's do it. Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy them all. And so I bought all the Animorphs books, and now I have them. I started. So I read like the first five or six, and actually, uh, like recorded like three episodes with somebody. Oh, really? <laughs> um, but it never came together. I just wasn't uh super happy with what we had. But I think there's. I think there's still something there. Um, mm. but I just like couldn't in the moment move forward with it. But I love those books. Those books are really really good. Yeah, I'm on book 34 right now. Wow. Yeah, I... I wow. <laughs> the, wow. I, wow. I read like seven at a time, and then I go read like a different book, because otherwise I'm going to get burned out on Animorphs, and yeah. I don't want this to be a miserable experience for me. They're easily digestible, too. Like, mm-hmm. you can read, just read one in like 40 minutes. Yeah, I was oh, gonna say, okay, well, is this like a, okay, fast reader over here? It takes me like two and a half hours to read one. I was gonna say, is like a is this like a knee circle book? Like, what are we talking here? That's not a thing. Uh, it's, yeah, I, no, I don't know what knee circle means. Yeah, me oh, it's either. when you sit in the toilet so long that you you have knee circles on the top of your your legs. Oh, oh, because you put your elbows on your knees. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when you're, well, okay. when you're especially if you're playing your like, I usually play phone games. Like, if I'm in there for a minute, um. I'll like I'll be like playing phone games or like you know on my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna admit something controversial, everybody. I poop with my phone. I'll say it. I poop with my phone too. That's Thank fine. You. Thanks I for admitting s- that. I actually <laughs> stopped you. doing that because my uh, legs started getting numb, so I had to stop. So now I just <laughs> now I just sit in the bathroom and stare at the wall. 
<laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. Like that's not weird. That's like, that's like, what honestly, you're, that's what we did yeah. for many years. Yeah, yeah. At one point, we would just be like, "Hey, I gotta go shit." They're like, "All right, we'll go into the woods and go do it, and come back." You know, like <laughs> I would love it if like I was like, "All right, cool. Can I bring this uh, book?" Like I'm gonna imagine. Did people do that? Oh, I I so in the woods. It, in, oh, into the woods. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I it became a newspaper a thing. Yeah, yeah, but oh my god, yeah. There's plenty of books uh, in people's bathrooms. People really love jokes about um, like with poop references in the title and leaving it inside their bathroom above their their toilet. That's a thing. For my job cleaning people's houses, people love that joke. What, what example? I mean, th- like shit happens and like stuff like that. Okay. Um, like thirty. Like uh, oh my god, what would it? Everybody uh, poops. Every no, everybody poops would be a good one. A hundred poop jokes, like a lot of people. There's a lot of like poop joke okay. books. Um, I was I was thinking they'd be like clever puns on like classics. They're uh, what's the oh other like one? poop and prejudice or something like that. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> I I know I I know I didn't come up with a clever one, but like no no no, <laughs> it's something like that. Fifty degrees. I was thinking just like poop, crime and punishment. What is where is this going? Wait, where okay. <laughs> workshop it everyone where is this going <laughs> where are we going uh what is what are poop words what are poop words yeah There's, what are words uh, for poop poop poop. Uh, <laughs> poop poop is a I'm poop go, word i'm gonna go with poo i'm gonna I go with po just because i'm just giving up letters as we go along i got one <laughs> i got one okay you got one and now we're back to pee <laughs> boo <Poo-boo>. boo <laughs> boo boo okay uh okay. I brought it back around to the I brought it back around to the movie. That no, was you the did. one moment in the movie. We, no, no, we we have to talk about the movie. It's like minute thirty five, Jim. <laughs> Crap and pre- uh, punishment. It's not there. It's not there. Why don't you work <gasps> out on this? Oh, side? oh my God! Crime and excrement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did it! We did it, everyone. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh boy. Okay, we got there. What did, what did you um, want to talk about with the movie? Actually, real quick, uh, folks, uh, we're going to go cut to commercial real fast <laughs> and then we'll finally talk about the movie. Psst. Hey, you want to get doomed? I'm Tessa. And I'm Nicole. And we have a spanking new podcast for your ear holes called Doom Generation. Listen in as two foul mouth biddies have an always casual, often comedic. What? I think we're funny. And sometimes chaotic conversation about the things that doomed us to be who we are today. Take a trip with us down nostalgia lane and we'll try not to veer off the road. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Doom Generation Pod and on Twitter at Doom Gen Pod. Later, Later Doomers! Hello, I'm a sophisticate, and so can you. Is the name of our podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony. And I'm another of your hosts, Sydney. And we're two queer millennials with ADHD. Who have been lying about our own cultural literacy. If you've ever been in a situation where you pretended to know more than you do about an important movie or a piece of literature. Yeah, or like a super cool band. Then this is the show for you. This is a show where we engage with the canon so that you don't have to. Topics for discussion will include such things as Is Carrie Brownstein the coolest person? Can anyone who likes the movie Chinatown be trusted? Why Tom Waits? Why? All of these questions and more will be answered on every episode of I'm a Sophisticate and So Can You. Available wherever you find your podcast.
Hey everybody, Kai Bobby here, the other host. Uh, I am here with the Captain's Log shout-out. It is from uh, our dear friend Crimson. He is incredibly kind and has told me to use this promotion slot to promote my cat's GoFundMe. Uh, my poor little buddy Oliver unfortunately had to have a surgery a little while back. And uh, those medical bills, uh, they, they really rack up. So if you got a couple extra bucks, go ahead and check out that GoFundMe link. It is in the description. Uh, yeah, that would be awesome. Thank you. Crimson, you're amazing. Let's get back to the show, everybody. And we're and back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> that was really fucked up, all the shit you said about me, uh, Jim. I'm sorry. So, the world's I, I let it happen. Yeah, you really... <laughs> you, you kind of fueled the flames there. What a, a toxic group we are. So, this movie, uh, The World's End... <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, do you want to talk about your relationship with the Cornetto trilogy or would you like to talk about this movie right away? Because you love it so much. Yes, Dan. Me? But, I thought yeah. you were talking to Jim. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, uh, I don't give I, a shit what Jim thinks. <laughs> I, yeah. I really, really uh, loved Shaun of the Dead uh, mm-hmm. when when it first came out. And that was like, I'm pretty sure they didn't call it the Cornetto trilogy until like after the fact. Right. If oh, I yeah. remember correctly. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, like, like, it they didn't know they were going to do a third one and be like, and then we'll be done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but like, I was big into zombie movies. I played a lot of Left 4 Dead. Uh, mm. And any anything zombies, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm into it. Um, and just like a zombie comedy was like, hey, this is fun. I like what they're doing here. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I know I saw I saw Hot Fuzz once or twice. It's fine. Um, and then this is the second time I watched World's End last night, uh, and I had seen it before, uh, cause I like Shaun of the Dead so much and I thought Hot Fuzz was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, re- I, I liked World's End. Uh, Gary King is a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll stand behind that. Yeah. That is, he the, has, that is the point yeah. of the movie. He yeah. has no emotional growth. Really? I mean, like a little bit. He like stands up. He's like, look, we're drunks and we're messes for a reason. We're amazing. End of movie. And then I'm going to go immaturely hang out with young versions of me. But they're not robots, but they're our robots. No, they are young versions of his friends. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That whole this hot take. This movie would be a lot better without that epilogue. (laughs) Like just end it. Oh, yeah. Just, like, just end it right before that epilogue. This is a much better yeah. movie. I mean, I wasn't this was a movie Andy... that took 10 minutes to end. Yeah. yeah. I was like, and Andy gets fucked over the most. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they just. Well, that, was, it... that was true. And like before the events of the movie, too. Yeah. Uh, did he? Yeah. Because he lost his. Did he? Wait, was he white? He wasn't talking to his wife and kids in that scene, was he? Who was he talking to? I think he was just about. talking to like some stragglers. That's right, right, right. I, I don't so, quite remember though. But he ha- he had a family, and he didn't like his. They didn't tie up his family getting back together, uh, right? Wait, which one? Wait, I thought, uh, they, I thought there was some shot of like them doing some farming or something. Like things are simpler. I don't. I just watched was, it last night. <laughs> there yeah, was I know, one, me too. There was one guy, and I don't remember any of their names, by the way. There was one guy who he, he became a robot, and then he hooked up back with his family. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, yeah, he's still a great dad because his hand is like moving around and his that was uh, cute. His kids are like, oh, it's fun. But his wife doesn't know. Mm-hmm. I think that was Peter. It's, it's Pete. Peter. Pete. Oh, I should look up the names of all the people. I think, I think I got that. It's Pete. And then there's O or O Man, which was just like, I think Oliver, which was uh, Bilbo Martin Baggins. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then became... Sam. 
Sam was the tall, lanky guy who I think was one of the detectives in Hot Fuzz, right? Uh, one of the Andes. One of the Andes. That's what is I meant. Is that who that was? Okay. Am I wrong or am I just thinking of another? Sorry, Jim. I just, there's something about tall, like slender men that I just like, you're all the same. I just, I just. <laughs> oh, I see it. No, I totally see it. There's a, there was a meme a little while back that was like, here's the last five people on The Bachelor. Which one's going to win? And they all looked exactly the same. Oh, yeah. And they also looked exactly like me at the time. Every single one of them had the exact same haircut as me. They were like another square-headed, brown-haired, uh, uh, white guy with a little bit of stubble. And I was like, "Fuck, that's what I—that's what I look like." Hey Jim, in time for the, the episode drop, could you think you could like Photoshop yourself into that photograph for so I can have that be behind the promo photo? I I could take a picture. Of, I could find a picture of myself from that era and put it in there, and it would—you would not be able to d- distinguish me from any. Here's of what you people. do. Here's what you do. You take the movie poster for Multiplicity. <laughs> you, put you put Jim's face over every Kevin Costner, but then you cross off Multiplicity, and uh, and you put—I don't know—World's End. I don't know. <laughs> Did you say uh, Kevin Rotten Costner? Treasure. Wait, no, Michael Keaton. <laughs> okay. I just re- reimagined the whole movie with Kevin Costner, and I don't like that you did that to me. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I don't like that. It's not the same. It's not the same. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, he was an Andy. Got it. Cool. He was? Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Well, I wasn't Sorry, sure. Okay, so that's that's Sam, and then uh, who else we got? We got. By the way, uh, his name was Steve in the movie. It's Sam. Uh, oh, no, Sam was... Um, Sam was a sister, right? Sam was uh, like O's... Or Oliver's sister. Yeah. Yeah. Sam was the girl from Gone Girl. Oh, yes. That's right. Who kind of didn't really go anywhere. I, I always want, wanted yeah. her to go places, what? but she kind of ended with a uh, Gone Girl. Which also, oh, she was in real time. Okay, good. She did. She does do things. Good. I thought she had a, a Netflix movie recently out, too. Uh, I could be wrong. Um, I think you're right. I think I just didn't pay attention to her movies. Well... Get it together, Jim. She, I don't remember what happened to her. Did she leave? Did yes. she drive off? She drive. She drove off, and did she come back? I don't remember. She, she got like, her Deus Ex Machina them out of the like EMP blast. Right, right, right. But she then, was the one driving when when they like got picked up. Oh, but in the epilogue. Yeah, I don't remember what happens to her. She, she hooks up, up with the yeah the Steve. Oh, Steve, that's Steve, right. right. Does end Steve. up with Sa- yeah. yeah. It's the Sam and Sam. They end up together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam and Steve. <laughs> Sam and Steve. Because they they shack they shack up in a nice shack. Yeah. And it is a night, nice, and it was literally a shack. Which that joke would have worked a little bit better if they had edited it so that like when it they're like, oh, they shacked up together. And then when he says, and it's a nice shack, then they showed the shack. The end of the shack but they showed yeah. the shack the whole time, and it was like. Ooh, you guys are slipping a little bit on your jokes. This your movie phys- wasn't fast-paced jokes like the other ones, um, I, but I think I think I enjoyed it more than Hot Fuzz. I know I'm not supposed to just get into the recap episode just now, but I think already I'm going to say my order, if that's okay. Just, it's three movies. It's just Shaun of the Dead, then this movie, because it's, like, I think ultimately more inter- like not necessarily entertaining, but more engaging. Like I paid attention to this movie more than I did Hot Fuzz, if that yeah. Uh, and that's I don't know, maybe that's just me, but as, especially with like the all right, we're 30 minutes in the movie and all right, we're going to completely add a twist. And now there's fucking <laughs> robot alien things. Uh, I was like, all right, I guess now I'm going to have to pay attention to the rest of the movie now, which still is like an hour and 15 minutes after that point. Right. It's an hour and 45 or. An, yeah. It's damn near think, two hours. Well, they did a really nice job of like setting what you kind of thought the trajectory of the movie was. going to oh, yeah. be, And, fucking and then right like up. right after the old familiar 
uh, or shortly after the old familiar, it's like, oh, wait, no. The very next spot is like very much not familiar. I, I, oh, that must the, have been the, na- the naming of the pubs. Have, watching this a second time, the naming of the pubs is really cute. Is it relative to everything that's happening in all Pretty, cases? Yeah, yeah. I mean, loosely in some instances. Yeah. Um, there was something. It's, it's very. It can get very esoteric for some of them because I, I looked into it. What like they all mean in the course of the story, mm-hmm. but like they can be. Uh, th- some of them are like spot on, like the old familiar. It's literally the first pub they went to. Mm. And it's so it it's familiar. First, yeah, the first post, the old familiar. Yeah, and then and then from then on out, it gets a li- sometimes it gets a little like wonky what they're saying because it's like oh the two headed dog they meet twins there. Hmm. Uh, the hole in the wall. They make a hole in the wall because they drive the car through that one. Mm-hmm. These are the ones I can remember off the top of my head. But they do all make they do all make a joke about each each and every one of them. Yeah, they're not super clever, but they're cute. Yeah. It's like that scene in Shaun of the Dead where he lays out the the movie, but like just names of pubs. Mm-hmm. Yes. I will say though, if I had to if I had to press you both for the hands down the the funniest thing in the movie, I wonder if we all have the same thing. Oh. Oh, I okay, I did have a thing that I thought was the funniest part cool. of the movie. Dan, do you have one? I'm struggling to remember. Most of what I laughed at in this movie was like wordplay, but that's kind of where I where I gravitate towards. No, but I'm true. struggling to remember specifics. All right. Well, I'll toss mine out there, and there's a chance that you got. Yeah, I. I the only reason it? I could remember is because I have I wrote it down as a note. That's re- okay. really the only reason I remember. Mine was just the appreciation for the the fence bit. I was appreciate. I was like, ah, yay! They crashed through it again. <laughs> <laughs> they, they showed the fence, and I turned to I turned to my girlfriend and went, "He's gonna. They're gonna do the fence thing again." <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. They she are. was like, no. "You don't know that." And they no, the fence. <laughs> but it's like that moment in a movie though, where you're like, you know, the thing's about to happen, but you want to grab other people in the theater, and be like, "They're gonna do the thing." Yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I just only had my partner who hasn't recently watched either of the other like they they watched this with me out of kindness because they they like wanted to hang out with me but i had to watch this movie um which is just a lovely thing if they're willing to just watch a movie they don't that about stuff they don't care about but they annoyingly i want to say an hour in they're like oh fuck i have to watch the end of this movie (laughs) like (laughs) this this pulled them in in a way that's like they love to go to bed at like 9 30 this made them stay up past like 10 30 um so it means something it was at least that engaging. It's it's paced really well. Yeah, I think yeah. so. There, there is a type of joke with that in particular that I enjoy, which is um, a joke that you know what's about to happen, and that's what makes it funny, because you know they're just going to crash into the fence. You know that's going to mm-hmm. happen, mm-hmm. and you and you're just like it's just a second before. And you're like, oh, it's the thing. And like, and then it happens and then it delivers. And that's a very funny joke that uh, that's very difficult to pull off because it ha- you have to the audience has to realize it just a second before it happens. They can't realize it too soon. Oh, I like it. Like when, the shack where we found out too soon that it was a shack. Right, right. Like, have oh, they're going to make a shacked up joke. And then they make a shacked up joke. And you're like, uh, if, we, if I can come up with it, it's not that good, guys. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm going to ask two improvisers this, and I don't know if it's happened to me. Maybe it hasn't, and I just can't remember. But have you ever had it where the audience figured out what was going to happen, and then the audience kind of told you what needed to happen on stage? Like, you were a second behind me, like, oh, you're right. That would be funny. <laughs> like, uh, it's kind of like when you're playing um, uh, 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 Mind Meld, right? Where, like, mm -hmm. people outside of the two people playing the game are mad because they know the two, like... For the uh, non-listeners, mind meld this game where two people say two random things, and then you have to the next person uh, next to them have to figure out the two one word that encapsulates or like kind of would be the thing between those two things. So if I said uh, apple and orange, the new two people next to them would say fruit because that's the thing. Anyways, there's that frustration of just like people uh, not getting it. Um, mm -hmm. Oh my god, I got I lost my point. I got really upset. Jim, what was I saying? You're, before you were that? asking us if we had ever had a moment on stage oh, yeah. in which the audience found out before us. Right, because there's that moment where it takes one, two, three, and sometimes that one, two, three happens to people around me. I think this actually doesn't happen to me on stage. I think this just happens to me in life all the time. They're like, like the bit that you were doing earlier, Kai. I was like, oh, you're right. That does go along with the bit I was doing earlier. Um, it's nice that people remind me. Yes, that has happened to me. And it was a run that I was doing. It was very early on in me doing comedy. Uh, I was playing a character in which I couldn't make decisions for myself. Everyone mm -hmm. had to make decisions for me. And uh, actually, one of the one of the uh, the scene was with uh, Sarah Clemency, and she did one where it was like uh, it, it was they put me in a, a police lineup as one of the as one as part of the run and. She goes, okay, I need you to decide which one of these two uh, people did it. And I didn't get it because I was just like, I didn't quite understand. And then I made like a confused face and everyone in the audience started laughing. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm supposed to ask them. I'll, I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. I'm supposed well, here, to get you, them to tell me. Yeah. If, you set your, if you set your characters up, to be funny when they appear confused. <laughs> that is a recipe for success because it yeah. is very easy to genuinely be confused. Yes, it is. Oh, uh, is that why Mr. Bean is so successful? It's because yes. he's just like half the time he was on the show. He's like, I don't know what's going on either. Yeah. <laughs> also, like having a complete mastery over physical comedy might yeah, help. That, that also, <laughs> yeah. that also One of the funniest phys uh, physical comedians that's ever lived. Yeah. <laughs> It was accident. It was all pure accident. <laughs> he just showed up on stage like, don't say anything. Just do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, either that or someone told him that he was being too loud in a movie. And he's like, fine, I'll do the whole movie without sound then. Fuck off. <laughs> Challenge me. I'll make my own language. Um, including this. Does anyone remember the Bean movie where he learned uh, to say goodbye? <laughs> Everyone take a moment. Make the signal. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. The one that nobody listening to the episode understands. But no, uh, he was told that, like, I think waving was, like, another way to wave was flipping people off. Has no one seen this? No? That sounds familiar. I, I, I'm i going to be honest. I've seen, like, three episodes of Mr. Bean in, in general. I think this was the movie. I think he was in, like, one or two movies as Mr. Bean, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and there were a couple in... movies of him. Yeah. I was always more of a Johnny English fan. I was just about to say, or it was either that or Johnny English. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Either was, that Johnny or, uh... English, was Johnny English the one where you threw the phone at someone, and then but the phone was corded so it didn't hit the person? Or was that, that a Steve Carell one? Welcome to 
Google it. Okay. Google it. <laughs> Google it. Uh, and then also in the meantime, I don't know if y'all have a also love for this movie as well, but my family had a connection uh, to Rat Race, and he was also in that. And I thought he was actually pretty good in Rat Race. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love him. And I, my one of the funniest things I've ever seen is when he jumps on the train, the the speed train, the speeding train that goes by because like of the way he like he like slowly jumps and then it grabs him and he just disappears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the best. He can do it. <laughs> He's amazing. He can do it. That, it's not even something that they edited. He just did that in the movie. Oh, yeah. Before. Like, put that in. <laughs> I love crazy. <laughs> him going, I'm going to win. I'm going to win the money. And then he falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he puts the key in the thing. He puts the key in the thing. They're like, all right, he won. But he falls asleep and the rest of them show up. All right. Um, I, we got to I got I'm sorry. We got to talk about this movie more. I apologize. I'm going to make us do it. Is that OK? Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. It feels appropriate. Like it's even getting to the point where it would be appropriate to talk about it. <laughs> I love that. If we if we talk about it right now and then we trail off for a little bit, I would say five minutes will pass and then we're like, hey, it's time to do final notes. <laughs> it was Get Smart. That was a movie where he threw the where Steve Carell throws the phone and it was. Oh. Oh. Was that with uh, Tina Fey? Uh, that is with. Uh, and I'm Hathaway. Thinking of, I'm thinking of a different movie. And that was a that was a, a film adaptation of an old TV show, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the shoe phone and the the cone of silence. Am I the thinking of, of the right show? A, yeah, the cone of silence is the famous one. They even had it in the movie, and it doesn't work, which was a very it wasn't a funny joke in the movie. Um. <laughs> Do y'all remember the Avengers, but not the Avengers? The Avengers. <laughs> Like the people who avenged before the other Avengers? I so it was just pre Avengers. It was a movie called The Avengers, but it was not the same Avengers. It's like maybe twenty years old. Okay. I don't know. Are there, are there more it. than oh. one? Oh, is it an adaptation of a British television show? That sounds right. I just and I think found I think it. that's okay. why I was reminded of it by Get Smart. Uh they have Sean Connery in it and Ray Fiennes and Uma Therma. Uma Thurman. So Uma, so Uma Thurman and Sean Connery are in the Avengers. Oh. It's, that is a true statement. It has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Does it really? No, it, it does. doesn't. It totally does. <laughs> no, it says it oh. was universally panned by crim- critics and some consider it the worst film ever made. <laughs> no, I am reading seasons. One, I, I'm actually reading this about uh, the 1961 <laughs> drama series, The Avengers. Actually, I'm a- wrong. Oh, the television, the television show. Yeah, the television show is one hundred percent. They're they're loving that. Oh, that's sad. Oh, this sounds like this is one of those things that like took down Uma Thurman because she mm. st- she was in this and then also Batman and Robin like pretty much back to back. So she didn't really get to do a lot of things for a little while. Uma Thurman. Yeah. I don't think I've seen her much, which is uh, weird, she's in I've Pulp avoided Fiction. a lot of her career. Yeah, yeah, I know that, and I know that she's uh, in what's the other one? Kill Bill. That Bill. Knows. Yeah, that's it. And, and then, then also wasn't, Gattaca. She a TV, didn't she have a TV show for a bit? Uh, was you and McGregor in Gattaca? Am I remembering that correctly? Oh, hang on. I know it. <laughs> or was it Michael Keaton? It's Ethan Hawke. <laughs> oh, it was Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, and Michael Keaton in a trench coat. That's right. <laughs> and he played Jude Law, right? Who's <laughs> also in the movie. Maya Rudolph is in this. Maya Rudolph has been around for forever. 
And she's married uh, to P.T. Anderson. Well, not exactly married. They're partners and they have children together. Doesn't count. It's not love unless you get the ring on it. It's the rules. I guess. No, I don't make that rule. That's a that's a that's a weird rule. Oh 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 oh! <laughs> not gonna stop you. Keep going. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> that was me talking about the world's end. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, what? Okay. Maybe, maybe there isn't that much to say about it because it's just a fine movie, and it's I like. I enjoyed I, it. I feel like people really. I like. I, I would call it a good movie. I wouldn't call it a great movie. I think it's a good movie. Uh, and enthusiastically, okay. I'd say it's a good movie. If we were to be on a gradient from a uh, black and blue dress to a white and gold dress, uh, you two would be the white and gold, and I would be the black and blue, because I didn't like this movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I'm sorry. When did you lose uh, uh, your understanding of good? <laughs> wow, okay. When did, you under- when did you lose your understanding of bad? Okay, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> let, let me phrase a question. What... <laughs> What elements of this movie uh, made you not like it? Let me phrase a question. Where do you get off? (laughs) Let me phrase a question. Take a hike, buddy. (laughs) Question mark. Let me make a statement. (laughs) Boo-boo. Let me make a question. How dare you? (laughs) Let me phrase a question. Huh? (laughs) And credits to uh, Executive Dick Wolf. Let's do this. It fades out. We do the end that where it's like the standard, like, join us on Rotten Treasure at blah, blah, blah. Down, like, and then it goes back into the episode. <laughs> oh, what a deal here. <laughs> Oh, what a trick to the audience, especially, especially since we're an hour in and we've been trying to get them to about an hour and they would be like, yeah, this sounds, that was about the right length. <laughs> oh, no, the episode starts after the end. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the end credit scene where they still went on for about a half hour after? they? <laughs> oh, wow. That's actually got to be a bit somewhere. Someone must have put a movie after a movie just to see if people would stick around for the credits like a whole other movie. <laughs> There's an episode of Mike Tyson's Mysteries where uh, he could he couldn't figure out how to solve the mystery, so he just started singing the end theme song and like the credits start scrolling. They go, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm trying to make it go to the end credits." And they're like, "No, you have to solve the mystery." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. And then um, they still don't solve the mystery. <laughs> go ahead, Wind- Kai. Windor. What are your thoughts on Windor? Is that when he punches the window? You know, he just complained like he like he was just like riffing around and he was trying to come get Andy and he was in an entire glass wall, like a glass room. And he's like, what is that, a window? Is that a door? It's, a, <laughs> it's like a wind door. <laughs> wind door. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. If it's a door and it's glass, it's a wind door. I thought that yeah. was really clever. I don't know why I hadn't thought of that or that hasn't been said to me by some dad in my life. It's a yes. good one. What was the name of the thing above the door? That the wind door did not have a lintel. A lintel. I had never heard that word prior to seeing this movie. Mm-hmm. That sounds like that's like a UK thing, where like oh. their doors have. Let's look. At, I'm gonna look into it. So your door would only have a lintel on top if you lived in a flat. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. and you took a lift to your flat. Oh, I see what this is. Okay, we do have lintels. 
but we just probably have never called it that. Or that's an obscure uh, architectural thing. It's, it's just a thing above your door, basically. It's probably only something that a realtor would know. Which, if right. I remember correctly, Peter did not refer to himself as a realtor. He had, he like, a, what was it? A, and then, and, uh, oh, God, what was it? I don't remember what he called himself at all. You're talking, not Peter. I'm not, not, not going to lie. 80% of the, just the dialogue in this movie probably went over my head. Oh, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. There's a bunch of fucking nonsense that goes in this movie that went over my head. Oh, uh, yeah. This is one of those movies where, like, my girlfriend would try, turn to me and go, what did that mean? And I'd go, fuck, dude, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting by on vibe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like sometimes when I watch Shakespeare things and I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck they're saying, but I, I get what they're doing. I just don't know what they're saying. <laughs> they are certainly I am being up there. <laughs> yeah. And I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying this because I watched that the uh, the Baz Luhrmann uh Romeo and Juliet with um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire DiCaprio. Danes in it. Yeah, I watched that today, and there was a there's like a good half of it where I was like, mm, I don't understand these words, but like, I know that they like each other and they're dying. I get this. I see what's happening here. I'm saying this movie is Shakespeare. I agree. Okay, hear me out. Okay, there you go. (laughs) It's called Nutball and the Shifty Twins, and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, (laughs) Danny DeVito, and the Nutball is Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, and Michael Keaton. (laughs) (laughs) For anybody who actually watched this movie uh, before listening to this episode, you know the reference. I love Nutball and the Shifty Twins. I thought that was really funny. (laughs) That is a good, that's a good, that's a good bad name. I did. Oh. Appre- I appreciated the bit about pronouns that was literally just about grammar. Oh, so good! Oh, <laughs> what's a pronoun? You had me laughing. I used they them pronouns. That whole scene was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, oh fuck, they they are like it is a pronoun, and now I'm gonna be called it. That's not good. Ugh. Like yeah, no. Oh, but so good. That was really funny. I, yeah, I I did like the joke of uh, what's a pronoun? It's a, a noun that can be used to replace another noun. Well, I don't know what that is. I, I don't know what it is. And they'd be like, well, you just used one. It is a pronoun. And he's like, oh, fuck, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. Um, so I didn't uh, speaking of like not knowing what things is, um, I didn't I don't I didn't know this bit. Uh, I'm very not aware of like memes and things that are like going around and viral. <laughs> but randomly, Jack said to me and it made me laugh. It was just men will go through an entire alien invasion instead of going to therapy. <laughs> well that's not fair he did go to therapy he went to AA that one meeting at the beginning of the movie (laughs) so I guess it counts that counts as therapy I would say I wouldn't say that Uh, AA is something that you it's a a continuous process okay so he's still working on it while he's going on his uh... oh no he got five waters he did he got sober at the end didn't he yeah, he just had to find purpose, I guess. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. I think uh, one of the problems with the movie is how cynical it is for me. Like, it was a very... It, it reminded me a lot of uh, Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Because there was a brief time in movies where they were like... It felt like 
Tumblr was writing movies for a hot second because Tumblr likes to come up with like, oh, what if we had a movie and it was like they're a bunch of guys and they're they're trying to do a, a they're trying to do a pub crawl, but there's an alien invasion going on, and then everyone is like, I would pay to watch that movie, and then movie producers went, all right, we'll make that movie, we'll, we'll do that for you, sure. There was like a brief period in time where that kept happening. Sure. What if what if what if we made a movie where at the end they just have like a conversation with the big bad and they're just <laughs> drunk and stupid and then the alien just says fuck it and leaves. <laughs> I, mean, I would, pay, I would pay to watch that. Instead of solving all the problems, it actually makes it worse and the apocalypse happens. Oh. Yeah. That's how I that's how I felt the movie was written. I think that soiled it in for my viewing pleasure. I th- I think that the I think that the alien invasion is thematically relevant to Gary's uh growth as a character and how he is like trapped in like trapped in an identity that he thinks he has and mm-hmm. wants mm-hmm. but but never like reevaluated himself and so the fact that the people that were in his life were just, you know, he never made he never made a connection outside of like the few people who he made like a superficial connection with based on just drinking, um, who then like he basically had to like beg back into his life. Mm. So everyone from his hometown was just a, a blank who he did not make a real human interaction with. Yeah. And so like I just like it. It. Yes, it feels tacked on because it's like, oh, we're in Act Two, and now there's aliens and robots all of a sudden. But mm-hmm. it's like, it's. Uh, I, I did a little dive, like uh, after I watched the movie, I was just on like the the wiki, and like one of the first links on the wiki was uh, for uh, social science fiction, and I just kind of like mm-hmm. dove down into that for a little while, and I was like, okay. oh, this is this is fun. Um, so just kind of seeing like the genre that informed this. And just kind of playing with that a little bit. Yeah. And, well, Edgar Wright does a uh, does a Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg do a very good yeah. job of uh, making movies where the uh, the problem at hand feeds into the character's development, which is why yeah. a lot of their movies are really good. Shaun of the Dead, the zombie invasion feeds into his uh, him needing to grow up. Yeah. Uh, uh, hot fuzz the mysteries fo- solves into him needing to loosen up a, lo- a bit mm-hmm. okay it's it, it's he they do a very good job at that i think i had a problem with this one because uh y- you know when uh, in, uh improv where they're like oh everyone should like each other it felt like nobody was mm-hmm. working toward the same goal until halfway through the movie so i wasn't enjoying myself for half half of the movie and as soon as they all start working together, I started enjoying the movie. Right, yeah. because, I mean, I get you, because uh, I keep wanting to call him Sam. Uh, Scott, uh, Steve. Steve. <laughs> Steve uh, was seemed relatively not connected to Andy in any way, shape, or form, really. Or maybe I'm wrong, but, like, there's certain characters that I never really felt, like, really... It's like when you uh, you learn that, like, how many lines, like, certain, like, Chandler and Phoebe had. You know what I mean? Like, there's just... Sorry, follow me on this. Uh, there's just like a moment where I realized I'm like, oh, those characters didn't really interact too much. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, they didn't form really that much of a connection. It's um, like Frodo and Legolas have like three lines in the whole that kind of franchise. Shit. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't as much like because there's more characters now. It's harder to establish a, me giving a shit about all of them. Because uh, like, I don't know. Uh, to be fair, I, I was supposed to hate. Um, what the fuck's his name from Shaun of the Dead? The the asshole dude. Gary. Yeah. Uh, was that what his name? I thought it was Dave. Are you, wait, which which Who? the one the which one movie that are you literally about? tries? To, I'm sorry, Shaun of the Dead. He tries to shoot um oh. him as well as also oh. tries to kill his mom. The guy, guy, my girlfriend called Harry Potter. Yeah, right, right. There's certain like he's a character like I didn't give a shit about dying. Like the like the 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 like I didn't really care. They didn't enough about him dying. But like I don't know. I felt like they were trying to make me give a shit about the whole gang right in this movie. And mm-hmm. I I'm just naturally because of the other two movies. I'm like no, I only really want to give a shit about <laughs> Simon Pegg and not Simon Pegg the actor. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Nick Frost. <laughs> hi <laughs> i'm not simon Pegg. Uh, well, it's kind of written that way too because yeah. the other like basically in the intro like the other three friends were just a mean to a means to set up like yeah. the 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 relationship between exactly nick and nick and simon well i mean yeah they even wrote that they're the bestie besties they're like smoking jays in the beginning of the movie so like yeah they they yeah. know they knew that they had to they probably knew on some level that if they didn't do that people would give less of a shit right yeah yeah. yeah, and this was a, and that was another thing that I felt like it did it too late in the movie was one of the reasons I enjoyed these movies is because of their chemistry. They have those Simon Pegg and uh, Nick Frost have phenomenal chemistry. They mm-hmm. they work together on films so well, but they work together when the two of them are on the same page and they have the same goal. Whereas this one, the entire movie, they're butting heads, and then at the very end, they have. Uh, they start working together for the last scene. Right. And it was like a sharp turn where he's like, you may be a cock, but he's my cock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When he, when he admits like when he starts actually talking about the accident and then they, they reveal uh, Simon Pegg's wrists like that. That was the scene where I was like, Oh good. We finally get to see the two of them like each other. Yeah. I wish that had happened earlier or they had done something different such as like, they they actually do like each other for most of the movie and then halfway through they find out the mom's still alive and then he's like fuck you and does all that you know mm-hmm. stop trying to make me dislike this movie like it's rude. <laughs> <laughs> no oh. i mean over overall yeah, it's don't... still a likable engaging movie but you're right there is stuff definitely to pick apart about it and i think honestly it's easier to do after having literally within the last two weeks watched both of the other movies yeah um and by that yeah, I, mean, I, definitely, I definitely don't think it's a, a cardinal sin to make characters dislike each other. No, mm. not at all. I think no. it, I think this is in particular those two work together when they like each other. Yeah. I wonder if it was like an experiment for them after two, uh, you know, Shaun of the Dead, they're like super buddy buddy. Mm-hmm. Hot fuzz. Like they, they're kind of like opposing viewpoints, but working together. And then mm-hmm. in the third, it's like, oh, they're st- like – Shaun of the Dead starts like intertwined. Hot Fuzz yeah. is kind of like butting heads, but ultimately in the same place. And then uh, World's End kind of like starts separate, but then ends up back together. And you can almost kind of have like a full circle thing with those character dynamics. Yeah. It's I think this of, was yeah. an experiment for them because they also reversed their roles where Simon Pegg yeah. was the goofy one and Nick Frost right. was the serious one. Right. Like, it was weird seeing Simon Pegg kind of get most of the attention. Like, I felt like the split between the significance of their characters was, like, 70-30 in this one. 
versus mm-hmm. like the like hot fuzz actually might even say it was higher like even balance between the two like this is maybe very I'm just much thinking status wise maybe that's what i'm thinking a little bit too i don't know uh, this feels very much like a like a Gary movie, like oh, hundred percent, mm-hmm. yeah. Like yeah, it has like a, like kind of an ensemble cast just based on how the trilogy played out, but like it's very much like a Gary story, yeah. Which is like yeah. kind of like a difficult place to begin from because he's such an unlikable character. But I yeah. will say, Simon Pegg killed it. He mm-hmm. killed it as this no, unlikable no. character, hundred percent. They all played their roles very well. Like I'm. I, I won't knock that. I think there's just like some things with their formula that they messed around with and it just didn't work. And I'm glad they experimented. Like, mm. I, I'm glad they messed around with it to see like, oh, what if this what if this happens? I, I wish there were more movies that they put out together because it's basically just Paul, I think, is the other movie with them. I was going to say, are they done? Are they done doing movies together for a while? I, I don't know. But like, I think like I the whole time I was trying to like come up with like things, ways that this could work for me. And it could be like he is an asshole, but like the char- like all the characters like him, like the five main characters like him or the four main characters. And then everyone else hates him. And then slowly they realize they hate him or the other way around where everyone else likes him. But the four main characters hate him. You're like, gee, why does everyone hate him? I can't figure this out. And then you're like, oh, because he doesn't grow up. He doesn't change. Yeah. I mean, I wrote uh, it's funny in between. My partner's hilarious uh, statement. I wrote super weird ending, and I wrote bad ending question <laughs> mark. Uh, a, 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 like what Dan said, a lot of that is because it's the it it's it goes on for so long, and it's like okay, you, you, we didn't need an epilogue. We know what happened to the characters. Mm. I will say it was cute though with the pastry of the Cornetto wrapper. Did you catch that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I catch when they very obviously put a Cornetto in front of them? <laughs> it's very slow. It's very subtle. I really, I caught it. <laughs> With my if you're not eye. paying attention, you'll miss it. <laughs> when Nick Frost says, yeah, I do miss some processed foods. And then a Cornetto comes in front of him and he goes. <gasps> it was wild how they just, I thought it was uh, kind of ironic, you know, because they said that and then they did that. I'm sure it was by accident, too, while they were filming. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, just some debris that like got caught in the shot. They're like, "Oh shit, that's appropriate. Let's keep that in." I just found out that it, the, it's called the Cornetto trilogy, but they call it the Three Flavors trilogy, and that's just a joke on Three Colors, which is a uh, French trilogy. I guess the director is Polish, but it's these three movies that are uh, three of the greatest movies ever made. And uh, uh, they're a trilogy, and they're referencing that. Hmm. I need to see those. They're very good. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. Um, one thing I really want to make sure we... Uh, well, actually, I think it's about that time to probably go around and talk about a couple things that we want to make sure we talk about for, for final notes. But I do... Oh, yeah. Um, but I guess I'll, I'll include this in my final notes, but... Um, I, I wanted to ask, um, uh, because the, this movie felt like it had less callbacks, right? Am I wrong? Like the callback count felt less. Yes. No, maybe. Or once again, are we just saying that we all just missed them? Probably. Like, the I feel whole, like they weren't in your face as much. The whole movie is a callback to the opening sequence where Gary describes the the first night out. Yeah. And then like the entire duration of the movie is a callback to that Good. first that's, sequence. That, 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 I guess that's a fair point. I guess it's more of just I guess they were more like 
I guess less the whole movie and more like little tiny like bits like throughout yeah, the movie. No, if that makes sense. no, you've got red on you bits, right? right exactly. I yeah. guess that's what I'm trying to get to because there was uh the, like one thing it was a, a small one. And I was like, oh, that's nice. It's like when he's looking over the whole city completely destroyed. He's on the same hill that he was on when he was looking over the city uh, when he the last time he was happy when he was young. Um, and when he said we're going to paint the town red. Paint the town red. Paint the town oh, red, and then everything's and coated in red light. Everything's coated in red. See, didn't catch that. That's great. That's the other part that I missed. I guess I should probably watch uh, the captions and listen to the words during scenes <laughs> as well. <laughs> the, a lot of that has to do with um, the state of comedy had changed in the nine years between Shaun of the uh, Dead and this movie. Got you. Whereas like Shaun of the Dead was directly in the middle of kind of uh, the last vestiges of uh, comedy movies where they mm-hmm. were still making them as movies. And by the time this movie had come out, they were like comedy movies had become very formulaic. Well, they were formulaic in 2004, but they were very formulaic. And this was a little bit of a like departure from it. But it still was mm. a product of its era. What was this, 2013? 20? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was 2013. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll kick us off because I was already kind of mentioning a few things. I'm just going to say The People's Elbow was one of the ones that made me laugh super fucking hard. I don't know if any of you caught that. (laughs) I mean, if you watch this movie, anybody listening and you didn't catch it, you just unfortunately don't know anything about Dwayne The Rock Johnson and you're missing out on your life. Uh, I was going to say, is that a wrestling thing? Yeah. Is that from a wrestling? Yeah. Wait, hold on. Am I with two people who have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about? No, I know what The People's Elbow is. Yeah. Dan, do you know? Uh, Ish. I'm familiar with it. It's just. It's just his move. It's just the thing that happened when they were. Yeah, it's just when he drops his elbow down and um, Andy did it to one of the uh, one of the blanks in the bathroom in their original uh, fights, which I thought the fight scenes were really well coordinated. They were. Um, I thought those were great. Funny, because I thought the fights were well coordinated, but they were uh, uh, not well edited because it was every it was again during that era. I didn't like this era of movie making, by the way. Uh, uh, It was during it, it. it was during an era of fast cuts uh, where it's uh, everything is chaotic and I don't know what's going on. And That's some people them do. Yeah. People like no, really. really all three movies do that. I mean, they do like zooms and like like Sean of the no, no, not that's not what I'm talking about, because that's OK. That's great. I'm talking about when they get into the fight and then they have the shaky camera. and uh, everything yeah. Fast pace edited. It, and it I'm gets like, all hundred like, gamesy. <laughs> yeah, I don't like when. I don't like when movies do that because I don't like when I can't tell what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I, the, it's a born identity type thing gotcha. because that was a movie that made it popular in the States. Makes it anxious the whole time. You got to keep people on the edge of their seats. Yeah. For me, it just it makes me go, all right, I'm just not going to pay attention to this part because I can't mm-hmm. see what's going on. Well, that was dumb. Uh, I enjoyed myself. Uh, I don't know why, but it, the movie got me in a good mood pretty early with the the doors. Uh, I was like, show me the way. And I hadn't heard that song in a while for some reason. And I was glad it got brought into my life. Um, I did want to go to the next whiskey bar. <laughs> yeah, it sounds lovely. <laughs> I haven't uh, heard that song in a long time. Yeah, right. It's been a minute. I have no reason for that. Uh, and like, yeah, the last things I'll say is I thought who man was a really fun joke at the end, even though we didn't really care about the epilogue, um, the bar that they go to and there's like no blanks allowed. There's like in the same way, there's like sports dudes who like write two words on their bodies or whatever. There's just two guys in the bar. One of them has man on his head and the other one has HU to describe that. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. They're human. They're humans. I don't know why I thought that was good, but that was dumb. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then Baron, whatever the was that was name? Basil. Basil was great. I thought <laughs> I'm glad they brought that guy back into the movie uh, from Harry Potter with... and Game of was... Thrones. He wasn't Game of Thrones. You're absolutely right. Yeah, no, he's uh, Walter Frey. I wish I wish he was in the movie more. Um, but alas, instead they I, were like, we're going to need to make Pierce Brosnan be in this movie more. I wish they'd fleshed out like more of his like conspiracy theories in the bar rather than just like speaking to it narratively. Yeah. Like, yeah. Actually letting him go into it a little bit and then letting that like inform what is actually true later. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I also like I do wish it was like crazy because he like they talked to him early on, like e- even like in the flash in the beginning part and mm-hmm. they have like just like a part of him being like he's into conspiracy theories and then he just says a bunch of things that sound false and then they become true yeah yeah well i'm at least appreciative of him because he's now going to be part of the running bit of me just having a a crazy straw with me at all times just so (laughs) in case i want to bust it out and have a beer and not say anything to the people i'm with it's so they can't get your dna Exactly. I just want to be careful. And that's the only thing I'll say. And anyone who gets the reference, I get the reference. If not, they're just like, Kai's crazy. And that's just so Kai. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I could become the uh, the weirdo with the crazy straw that eventually everyone just kind of normalizes as part of who I am. So that's the next Kai move. I'm doing it. Uh, what do you got? I support Any- it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Show me what you got, Jim. What do you got for notes? <laughs> that's the second Rick and Morty reference on the podcast. <laughs> Um, I had mentioned it earlier, but I like when Nick Frost breaks that window. That was very funny. The timing of it was excellent. That was a very, it was oh, a very yeah. Edgar Wright type joke that worked. But was, uh, it, was it a frosted window? Oh God! <laughs> Wait, who's Nick Frost? He's uh, Simon Pegg, not Simon Pegg. No. <laughs> He's not Simon Pegg, yeah. Um, but the other thing too with him was, uh, I I really like I liked when this seemed like a moment that. It, this happened to the actors and not the characters. There's a part where Nick Frost laughs out of nowhere and then everyone gets scared and it like cuts away. It really felt like the actors jumped when Nick Frost laughed and not like the characters. Mm. Huh. Did it take you out of it, Jim? I feel like you get taken out of movies a lot. I wasn't taken out of that part now. Okay. All right. But that was a part where I was like, huh, that's funny. But I, it's not like, um, there's an episode of Gilmore girls where, uh, you can see the boom mic in like the second episode or whatever it is. And that took me out of it because I was like, oh, my God, they're in a production studio. Like, oh, crap. But usually that doesn't happen. Like, th- I mean, even that's like it, that happened for a second and I'm immediately back into the scene. Hmm. Did you think they were real girls from Gilmore? OK, their last name is Gilmore Girls. They're from Star. There's from Stars Hollow. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I think I've watched the first episode and then I was one of the, it's like I do this with a couple shows that people are like, you have to. I did that with Buffy. There's just certain shows I just like will watch one and then never anymore. And that's one of them, unfortunately. I watched Gilmore Girls until I saw a boom mic in the shot and then I couldn't watch it. Anymore. <laughs> right? right. That's when you turn. I'm honestly I'll watch it to episode two and then maybe decide from there. You know, <laughs> you are missing out. Gilmore Girls is a great show, although I just got to the part where apparently it starts going downhill. Is it episode two? It's like season four or something like that. <laughs> oh, no. They like drastically change all the characters around uh, around the era that I'm in. And I, I I I can't wait to find out how it happens. 
All right, well, tune in next week. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> with our mini episode on Gilmore Girls. <laughs> no, uh, what else you got for me, y'all? Uh, any other uh, necessary on this fine movie? On this as good a, movie? As, a, as like a final note, as something to say that I couldn't squeeze in anywhere else, I appreciated the uh, like Douglas Adams vibes that this movie gave me. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. It gave, yeah. It gave, gave me a little, gave me a little hitchhiker feel, hitchhiker vibes. Um, in the cor- in the quirkiness of it. Yeah. Like it, kind of. It doesn't. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's kind of like su- pseudo cosmic, but like pseudo grounded, but also absurd. And then just like that last bit, like descending down into the bar and having like the the intergalactic internet entity. Um. Yeah, and there's also a thing with uh, Douglas Adams where his are everything's a co- everything's a joke first. So like yeah. the story beats are as funny as possible. Yeah. Whereas like sometimes what they'll do is they'll make a lot of times what comedies will do, and this is it's just two different approaches. Uh, is what you'll uh is make a very serious movie, but jokes like th- there's jokes in there. Uh, or the opposite, which is. Which actually, Shaun of the Dead is a very serious zombie movie that's very funny. Yeah. Yeah, not nearly as absurd, but like it, ed, edging edging in that territory enough that uh, that that I got that guy will tingly over it. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it holds. I I feel like this is a movie that if anyone were to tell me holds a special place for them, I'd be like, fair, go ahead. Yeah, like it's a, it's like it's campy enough. It's like its own little universe. Even in my opinion, it feels separate from the other two movies enough, you know. And I think it's just because, obviously, time had passed, and I think that's just a natural thing, I guess, of making another like a movie with someone after way too long. Um, or yeah, it was like whatever. nine years later. Or just keeping up, like as you mentioned, like keeping up with the times, like intentionally making it a little bit different. But uh, I can see this being like a standalone, just likable movie for some people. Um, without even really necessarily seeing the other ones, because there seems to be not that many. I didn't see many callbacks from like the other movies. Really, just the fence bit. To be yeah, honest, that was it. the fence bit and the Cornetto part. Okay. I think this I think... movie. I think this movie functions better uh, without any reference to the prior two and without an epilogue. Sure, I, I agree with if, that. If, if if this if this if if an audience member took this movie in without any awareness that it was like the third in like a trilogy in big yeah. air quotes. Um, and it didn't have the epilogue. I think it just reads as a very different and maybe better movie. To I'm, be fair, the idea of a Cornetto trilogy is just like they silly. just made it up. They they yeah, were just yeah. like it doesn't mean much. It's like this is our body of work, and if you've noticed things that have drawn them together, then good for you. Thank you for watching them. Yeah, it so far is probably the most like we're forcing it to be qualifiable for the podcast run that we've done so far in the last year and a half. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Everything else was like, yeah, you're going to pitch perfect one pitch perfect two. <laughs> this is just like, yeah, because we can You're like, <laughs> yeah, this was, this yeah, was one flicks. that I, I put yeah. on the list because I thought it'd be funny to do it. And I've always wanted to watch the world's end. Oh, I, this was the other your, two first. I didn't realize this was your first time. Okay. That seems you're coming in. Um, cause for me, this is like one and a half. Uh, cause I knew the spoiler <laughs> of the, the, the blanks. But I didn't remember it taking so long to get there. Like I thought that Same. was the whole movie. I remember Same. the movie being that and only that. Um, I didn't remember that it was a surprise until yeah. this viewing, and I was like, "Wait, it's 
32 minutes in and this is only right. now happening. I kind of knew this was happening, but forgot how it happened. <laughs> I mean, the first 30 minutes tells me that I could have enjoyed the movie if it decided to not go the other way. Cause I was actually, it was enjoying it. I was fine with the, the pre aliens thing. Like it could have gone a different way. It didn't have to go aliens for me to keep watching, but it did. And I'm glad it did. Jim, do you have a last thing? Did you have a thought? Did you just dis- want to disagree with me one more time? Oh, I do disagree, but like, uh, <laughs> but I'm not going to say it. That's fine. No, it's okay. Yeah, it's a, it, it's fine. Uh, I think that, I think Dan, you're do right. You, though, do, you, a, do you rank it above or below Hot Fuzz? Oh, below Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Wow. Hot Fuzz to me is a better movie. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, folks, you now have no incentive to become a Patreon supporter uh, because you now <laughs> have no, no need to hear our rotten recap episode. <laughs> <laughs> where we rank and review these movies. <laughs> um, or you could take this moment to go to both Dan and I's GoFundMe um, and just put money to that. <laughs> not, that was a, I'm not making that dress. That was a bit. <laughs> but also, if you give all your money, people, give all your money to Kai's cat, please. I'm not going to lie, Dan. Um, I'm going to make a false GoFundMe that's also just for my cat. <laughs> but underneath the guise of being that. Just with a, a thumbnail of like a half and half black and blue, white and gold dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect. <laughs> uh, cool. I, we did it, y'all. Um, Dan, is there uh, some things you'd like to tell the world about? Um, promote a philosophy, a lifestyle. What do you got? Play Elden Ring, please. Okay. <laughs> what is that? So Elden Ring is a game I've been playing the hell out of. Um, I just, I love it. It's, uh, it's um, from software. Uh, they made, they made Dark Souls. They make very, very difficult and pseudo, like kind of contentious games. Um, but this one was, uh, the the world building writing was done by George R.R. R. Martin. Uh, so it's like, it's just. Amazing. It's an open, it's an open world game that like doesn't it doesn't give you anything it just kind of lets you go and awesome. lets you suffer in a big world <sighs> and it's a it's a lot like uh it's a lot like suffering in the real world and it's, say, uh, i'm it's, already it's doing fun. that dan <laughs> <laughs> but they make it's, it fun though yeah it's a dark souls game just in a different place <laughs> hear yeah, me out exactly exactly uh, a game where you play as one of the people in roller coaster tycoon that is experiencing a teenager <laughs> fucking make the craziest shit. You hear about people dying. <laughs> you hear about people being raised from the from the ground up. It's it's funny because Elden Ring is it, it, yeah you could you could definitely make that because Elden Ring is a lot of you find out the story because you stumble upon people. Yeah, where you the, like you come across someone and they're just like, I used to be a man, but now I'm a big ugly beast. And this is a ghost that I talk to. You'll find him later. Goodbye. That's Don't pretty much me. it. That's good yeah. writing. <laughs> yeah, but We're imagine not... like an actual writer wrote it. There's no narration here. You'll just <laughs> find things, and then maybe you'll piece together what's happening, and maybe you won't. I don't care. <laughs> just go, <laughs> go die in a hole. <laughs> but you could absolutely make that with uh, uh, with. <laughs> With uh, roller to- roller coaster tycoon, because you'd be like, "What is this big hill in the distance?" Well, I gotta go check that. And then you get to the top, and it's an old man. He's just like, "I've been dying here for years because a teenager put me here." 
I love roller toaster tycoon. That's your own name. I want a roller coaster tycoon first person horror game so bad. Like look how successful it was from Sim City to The Sims. Oh yeah. Oh we we okay. I'm a programmer. I can make this happen. <laughs> All right, folks. There's going to be a new Patreon tier coming up. Uh, <laughs> a new GoFundMe. Pay a bunch of money, and I'll make this. I'll make this idea happen. I'm going to have to have so many GoFundMe's in this like description of this episode. It's going to be ridiculous. Uh, Jim, are we going to be back uh, next week? Yes, we will be back to do I, I know Ocean's Eleven. All oh, right. I didn't ask you to spoil the next trilogy, uh, the next franchise yet. <laughs> I have wait, I have one wait, more thing to promote wait. to distract uh, everyone oh, from that spoiler. Yeah. No, oh, he, he fucked up. Yeah, uh, ahead, I've started got? I've started a GoFundMe that's going to fund uh, Kai's time for all of the GoFundMe's that Kai's going to have to set up. <laughs> <laughs> so just to get a little little payment to set up all the other GoFundMe's, uh, I, I, there's going to be another GoFundMe at the bottom to fund the time spent to set up the previous GoFundMe's. You know what, Dan? I really appreciate your time. So I think I'm going to set up a GoFundMe for you on that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to Venmo you for doing that. <laughs> I only have PayPal. I'm sorry. Venmo right, is PayPal. I'll, I'll and swing then... by with a cool five dollar bill. Then <laughs> you're going to hop on a plane. <laughs> I really don't know why, but yeah, no, no, no. But if you don't bring it in a lunchbox that you then take out and you have like it, like clearly pressed between like two like cooler, what do you call them? Cool ice packs, ecto coolers. Yeah, I'd want it. I'd want it. You give me that crisp, cool five dollars. That scene in Rat Race when he has to uh, do the when he has to make the heart go. (laughs) He gets in an ambulance so that they can drive the heart. That was that was uh, Mr. Bean's plot in that movie. I don't remember that part. All I remember is the Hitler part. Oh, the Hitler part is so funny. I, and, the, and, and the prairie dogging, because I never learned. I didn't need to know what prairie dogging is. But folks, if you need a little bit of more poop content in your life, Google prairie dogging. It's when a little bit of poop comes out like a prairie dog. <laughs> and then it goes back in. We could turn Rat Race into a trilogy. It's a mad, 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 mad world. And then Rat Race. And I'm sure there's another movie that's like that. The Avengers. I, yeah, The Avengers. Oh, not, mul- the, not the good one. <laughs> we'll do Rat Race, The Avengers, and then Multiplicity. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> good night. Good night. Perfect.